Guys, what's up? Um, I haven't been on this in a while. This is a quick story how I got into the fitness industry. Uh, about 10 years ago this year, um, a business I was in went bust. These things happened, you know, the market crashed and I was in a factory. I was in a factory working away and I was wasting my days, to be honest. But I was working, I had to earn money, like, you know, I got to work. But I hated the job. Hated the manager. Um, not the overall boss, but the manager below the boss was a dick. And I hated it. So I lost that job and then for the first time since I was 14 I was unemployed and um, obviously in school I used to work summer jobs but I was unemployed and my first you know idea was right, I gotta get back to work I look for work somewhere you know I'll do anything that's what I personally am I will do anything because you got to survive and I stopped for a second and I spent my first eight months on social welfare it was amazing to be honest because I had time I had time to think I time to go, oh, well, what am I going to do? Like, I, I really want to do something that I enjoy doing every day. I can't stand going to work again and resenting, going in and just hating being there. You know, it's causing me to be late in the mornings. It's causing me to just hate what I'm doing. And I don't want, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. There has to be a different way out of this. But it's zero qualifications. So I said, well, what environment do I want to be in? So I was looking at the gym. I loved training, absolutely loved training. Um, I was always quite quite good when it came to exercise or movement or, or sport. I usually got it quite fast um, because I liked it, because it made me feel good. I was always very active. So I was looking at personal trainers and I said, that'd be, that'd be a great job. But like, I don't know anything about the body. Um, I know I know how to get in shape roughly. Like I, I could get my friend in shape if he really needed to. But I didn't know anything really about nutrition or anything like that. I didn't feel like it was good enough. So I kind of went, you know what, if I can just get into the environment around trainers like that, well, then I can learn and I can get myself in shape. Because for me, I wanted to be in really, really good shape first. Um, Because I just said to myself, listen, I'm not going to take advice off somebody who's not in shape. I'm just not going to do it. At the younger man level, anyway, you know, if it's different if we got someone who's like coaching a football team like Real Madrid. You don't have to be shredded. The guy knows what he's talking about. He has credentials, but this is different. So, yeah, I took a job as a cleaner in Sandy for Total Fitness, you know. And for me, mentally, you know, how I was raised, um, no one talks about cleaning as a job, do they? They don't. It's a fucking very important job. And I went into that job and I felt like I was taking a step down. I felt like I was demoting myself, and that was a real hit to my ego, but I had to work, you know. One aspect I felt that, but the other aspect was exciting, because I was going into a gym. You know, I was going in, I could wear shorts and t-shirt to work every day, but I was going in, I could train for free. I trained before my work, on my break, and after work. And within about six to eight months, I got myself in serious shape, training three times a day. Sometimes I would train for two hours before work. Um, and then I'd do things while I was working, so like I started hoovering faster, and it still might sound crazy, but I did, I worked up a sweat every time I worked. So time goes by, and I realised that I'm looking around these other personal trainers who obviously have a different you know, journey in their life, but no one really looked like they gave a shit, bar one or two. And I understand these guys are just people, and that that's whatever, but you know, I was looking at people on like lap pull-down machines, like old guys, you know, retirees, who probably are loaded and would be a client of yours for 10 years if you just walked over and introduced yourself and nobody was helping them you know like if they weren't getting paid by the hour they weren't walking over and say hey look my name's steve i know you're in, in a bit of a training session i don't want to interrupt you and i'm not trying to sell you any shit 
But did you know what you're doing is going to fuck up your spine? So if you just do this, it's much better. So no one said that, and that bothered me. That kind of made me bitter for a while, to be honest. That really bothered me, but it drove me. And um, to cut a long story short, you know, eventually I said, you know, this person trying things for me, but I had no money. So I had to borrow money. And I borrowed money off a girlfriend's parents. I actually had to, I was trying to move into an apartment at the same time. So I borrowed money, put that money into a credit union, tripled it, took it out, paid back the, uh, paid back the girlfriend's parents, paid for my apartment for my deposit, and then paid for my um, uh, personal training course at the same time. So I went, like, I, this, I had no plan really, you know, this is still working away. So I'd, first time in my life, I had over five grand in debt. Um, but it was good because it meant now accountability. It meant there's more reason to keep going. I think that's really important for people because they haven't got that thing chasing them. For me, that's important anyway. And um, yeah, look, I went like, I went into uh, the National Training Centre after our century. There's many colleges I could have went to. Look, that was in my area, and I'm really glad I did. And in NTC, there's something that people in the fitness industry they're losing they're losing sight of. They're making fun of, of aerobics and, and exercise to music, right? Now it's not really popular anymore. But what that class did for a lot of people and a lot of people are losing this at the moment what that class did was taught you self-confidence in front of a group now you're doing crazy stuff like you know you're doing like hamstring curls and bicep curls to the tempo the music but you're learning musical phrasing you're learning coordination you're learning rhythm you're learning how to command the class that really really that was probably one of the most valuable things of that whole course um because it, it meant now i could teach a group of people with confidence no matter what it was if I can do it, it'll be in roly-poly in front of like 30 other personal trainers, and I'm pretty confident I can do anything now. That's a really important one. Um, but then I was in college then, and I, I was getting towards the end of that, and I, I found a TRX suspension trainer, which I like to train. Um, another personal trainer had showed me how he started training, Brian Cavanagh. Brian owns the Abbs Gym in Temple Bar, and he, he was, at, at the time, he was kind of into the high-intensity interval training as a method for fat loss for clients. And I kind of was a test dummy for him. And he goes, look, try this out. Here's my program. Try it out, man. Mess around with it. Trust me, you're going to get great results. So I used to always bother Brian to try to get, like, you know, tell me information. I used to never pay him because I didn't have the money. But um, this is actually before I went into the college. But I had that kind of rough system in mind. And Brian was like, look, you got you to jump. you got to lunge. you got to, like, you got to do pull-ups. you got to, like, do deadlift into bench press. you got to do big movements. you got to do them fast. Um, so I had a rough plan of that in my head. And then when I found a TRX, I kind of went, wow, well, now I have one piece of equipment that lets me go squat, pull, push, you know, wire raise, del flyers, um, crunches, jump squats, then drop the TRX, take off, sprint, come back to it. So it meant the exercise transition was exceptionally fast once it was taught correctly. And I started promoting myself once I got qualified. I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do this. And, um, I got and I got really ripped apart online. Like I got a lot of people talking negative about what I was doing, and I hurt as well. But I knew if people are really on the fence, that means they're threatened by it as well. So, and um, I kept going. Now you got to understand when you got you've got like the fitness industry, right? It's not a very welcoming place. But these I think it is these days. But back then I don't think it was. You know, uh, back then it was more so like um, you know we don't want anybody to disturb what we're doing over here. And I was saying, look, I'm not fuck whatever you're thinking. I'm not trying to disturb you. I'm looking at, looking after me. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get my the people I know amazing results. And I know I can get them really, really fast because I have a system that I was taught that I can develop on. I have a training tool that I know is very, very functional for what I need to do. And I've got the most important thing ever. I've got a lot of passion. I will get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I will get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I will work the long hours because for me, this isn't work. For me, this is just this is what I'm passionate about. 
So it's, it's on autopilot. It's not like ever, oh my God, I can't believe. Like, not until 10 years later now, some days, which is, I wouldn't mind a lie on, but to be honest, my lie on is like 5 o'clock in the morning, not 4. Um, so I went into that, and then I start, I had no I had no gym, though, you know, so I started training people in the gym. Um, I was I just got, I was kind of trialing out other pairs, when I seen that, they complained, got me kind of removed from the gym until I couldn't train, train us there. That was their tour. Fair enough. Then I got approached by one of the gym owners. He said, look, you can train here. And I said, great, I went back to do it. And the gym closed the next day. Um, what a spineless dick he was. But um, listen, it's you got to follow this thing. you got to follow it to the end. And you got to go all in. It's so important. you got to go all in, whatever, no, no matter what it is. You know, what happened next to me is I started teaching people in the playground. Because um, that's all I really needed was a structure to, uh, to hang a TRX off. So I started people, uh, teaching people in the playground. I was self-taught in a TRX. I kind of value self-teaching uh, right up there with certifications, by the way, I really do. And I then I taught myself for two or three weeks on that, trained an awful lot. But I, 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 knew, I knew how to train at this stage. I was in good shape, I knew how to train. But knowing how to train, how to train others is different. So I started, I stuck to what I knew, you know, I stuck to squats and rolls and presses and the jumping jacks and sprints and crunches and all that stuff and lunges, stuck to the basics. So I took what Brian Cavanaugh taught me, compound movements, my personal training certification, and then kind of incorporated it into, and I, I presented this idea in college, by the way, and I got laughed, I literally got laughed at by the whole entire personal training class when we were talking about programming. And what I said was, for fat loss, because I knew this in my own body, I said, for fat loss, right? And Dan John ended up saying this years later, um, he said you have to suck at a work, you have to be inefficient at it. What I said was, think about it like high intensity, fart lick, peripheral heart action, supersets. And what that kind of means is, high intensity means is your heart rate's up, right? Um, fart lick means non-specific. So it's not like I'm training like a power lifter to get better at a heavier squat. It's non-specific, so it's whole body non-specific. Could be jumping, could be sprinting, could be pushes, could be anything. Um, supersets means I'm working upper and lower body at the same time. Well, sorry, it means I'm doing more than one exercise at the one time. And peripheral heart actually meant to train upper and lower body together. So that's the kind of like personal training description of it, if, if you will. But I knew it worked. And everybody was like, that's a mouthful, that doesn't work. And I was kind of standing in front of them going, you guys have not got a fucking clue what you're talking about. But that's what I felt like in my mind. And I needed I needed to take that aggressive approach, that kind of almost rude approach to other people's opinion. Because if I, if I soaked their opinion in, I would have never developed my own. I had to I had to be short-sighted. Um, well, not short-sighted. I had to be that kind of lone wolf mentality. I had to go, no, I'm going this way and whatever. This works. So I started training people of a playground, guys. And a lot, like before you knew it, you know, I was on Facebook and I was like, trained with friends or something. I started talking about stuff on Facebook. There's no like pages. There's no malnutrition people. I started posting up things and people, what is that and what is this? But I knew trained with people. Someone's going to see it. So it helped me market. Before I knew it, I was making more money in four classes over a month than it was in a month of my other job. So I, I started off with like three people on a Saturday morning, the pissing around. And right there, your, your body's telling you to quit. You know, you're charging five euro a session, your body's telling you to quit. And I was like, no, five euro, I can't charge five euro because no one really gives a crap about five euro. So they're charging a seven euro then. And then I got a little bit more people, funny enough. And I started getting 20 people in my first class. And I had three classes that morning, those 20 people per class. And I had 60 people. And then the playground's getting very busy. And the park warden comes over and I was like, listen, you you got to move on here. So I go into a premises then. My, 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 one of my cousins helped me get into a premises. So I went to a premises then um, in Kabarak. And I start renting a place in there. And before you know, I got, it goes from like the, up to 50 classes a week. And now it's now it's like wildfire. And now it's flying. Um, and eventually then, like, things were, going, things were going well in there. I got approached by... Uh, 
my recent business partner Brian and uh, and Andy, and I got approached by them, and they said, "Listen, like you know, um, we'd love to get into the fitness industry, and we know you haven't got much financial backing behind you, but like, we'd love to help you. We've got a couple of businesses, and we this is what we're good at." And you know, Brian was like, "I just love the gym. I'd love to get involved in this," and I went that way. But the funny thing is, right, that could have been Brian, that could have been anybody, right? And then Brian, on his own story, really got to that point as well. But the funny thing is, if I hadn't taken that job as a cleaner and follow what I was good at, I would have never attracted people into my life that wanted to help me. So you hear this thing in business saying, like, you know, use other people's money. I did use other people's money, but it wasn't like that was my goal to set out to do. This just fell on my lap. This was like, okay, okay if you want to help me, I suppose, of course I'm going to take the help. That helps me get there faster. Thanks very much. Let's, let's do this shit together. Now, this might sound hard. It's, it can be hard to believe for some people because... You have to have so much self-belief. You have to have so much drive and so much determination. But just know this, no matter what I've done, I was faced with, if you're going to be a cleaner, that's a step down. If you're going to use a T-Rex, everyone's going to laugh at you. Um, it, no one's going to throw up to your classes. Um, how are you going to get into a premises? You've never had staff before. What's that going to be like? And all of a sudden, now you've got people who want to invest in you. What's that going to be like? You've never opened an actual... Uh, business on the main street before what's that going to be like 10 years later guys 10 years later and then we're there doing the gym up for the second time and yeah there's bumps on the road along the way but you know that's obviously the short version there's many many hard you know personal issues that happen along the way like your family life and stuff getting the way but i just with myself was like i cannot go on living like this anymore when i'm unhappy and i, I put my happiness first and i chased it and i took everything took resourcefulness but i learned more I've learned more in the last 10 years. It feels like I've, I've lived two lifetimes already. That's how much I've learned. And my advice to you is, and this is the short version, by the way. Look, it's the short version. Um, um, yeah, no, I now recently took over the gym myself. Um, Brian's so busy with Chopped. Uh, fair play to him. He's, he's got on to his Chopped. Um, chap is killing at the moment. But you got to get around people that make you better. That's that's the main thing. That is the main thing. Um, you know, you'll attract people into your life. Who are good and like-minded like you, because they will see and they will see. Jesus Christ, this is this is a motivating person to be around. I want to chase that person, and we're all like that. We all want to be around good people. So how you get good people around you is you work hard. And you work harder than any single person you can you can see around you. And if your heart is telling to do something, follow it. You know, mine took me to. I got invited over to the TRX headquarters. Um, you're sitting there with like multi-millionaires. I remember Randy Hetrick saying to me, "This is unbelievable." This is I knew I was doing something right. I think I was 25. And uh, Randy said to me, he goes, what do you want? He goes, how do you, how are you here? He's like, you know, you're popping up all over Facebook and you're, you're able to do our market. I've got a full marketing team out there and you're able to duplicate uh, and even do some better marketing than we are. How are you doing that? And I said, well, look, I took a course when I was 17 and I'm quite passionate about this stuff and it's pretty easy to be putting your mind to it. So Randy said to me, he goes, what do you want? I said, look, I'd love to get in here. I'd love to, I'd love to work with you guys. I'd be a brand ambassador. I'd love, I'd love to spread the courses. I'd love to do all that. And Randy looked at me. I'll never forget it. He goes, let's take a walk, kid. And we're walking down the office. And he's showing me around. He goes, look, I built this from the bottom up. And I done all this. And he brought me around. He goes, me and you are cut from the same cloth. Those are the exact words to me. And he said, I don't think you actually want to work here. I think you're me. And I think you want to do what I do that's the type of person you are. He goes, you're not the type of person that wants to work for someone. When he said that, I realised he was right. But I ended up going on, he ended up inviting me over to the degrees, to do the, 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 the instruction course anyway. I ended up chasing that thing for a little while, but it always stuck with me. 
And he was over there in Greece as well. He was like, remember what I said? Remember what I said? Everybody here wants to work for me. You kind of want to work for yourself. Great advice. Amazing advice. And then one of the first things I said to him when I met him as well was, and this is how he knew. I didn't say, look, I want to work for you, boss. The first thing I said was, why the hell aren't you opening more of these gyms? And he looked at me like I got 10 heads. And if you're invited into Randy's office and he doesn't know you, and if you're working with his brand, he's either going to sue you. Um, or here you're going to kick you out so everybody everybody in the app was saying look you could be going into the lines then and there bear in mind I absolutely risked everything in my life any money I had at that moment to get over there I was broke again I've been broke more times oh god anyway but you know <clears throat> when this guy who's self made and he's a multimillionaire his company's doing well and he said listen you're on the right path man he goes like well you do not want to work uh, for me you kind of want to work maybe alongside or with me or a different section or your own thing because you're you're me you're an entrepreneur you're not you're not an employee and i think that's what you need to understand and it was amazing to hear that and i got invited to places in london i sat down with these other i'm at this table and these other entrepreneurs are there and i'm kind of at this stage going geez i'm not an entrepreneur it didn't really i was just kind of a personal trainer and i just didn't think like that and I'm sitting with these other guys. These are all business owners. These guys are in the game a long time. You know, you got multi-millionaires. You got people home with 16, 17 companies, 18 companies. Um, you got global companies, and they're asking about me. And they're like, "Yeah, man, they got, you got to ride the wave and keep going. What you're doing is right." And I'm sitting there going, "What the fuck? This is a cleaning job. This was a fucking cleaning job." So you know, you got to go all in on this stuff. You got to go all in. I mean, forget about trying to be famous. Forget about trying to. You know, be the most popular person. Forget about trying to be liked the most. Fuck being liked. What you got to do is make money, and what you got to do is get for some fulfillment in your life, and and do something that's going to make you feel better. Whether that's opening a coffee shop, maybe it's not the gym. Maybe it's God. Maybe it, maybe it's you like teaching. Maybe you're a teacher, so you you follow that aspect. You got to follow what you're good at. And you got to make money at the same time. So there's gonna be a period there where it's difficult you know you gotta i was working two jobs before i made that jump and that that leap that leap was hard because i had to go all in had to sign off and a lot of money to open a company which put me on a more stress but at the same time was one of the catalysts to make me do it in the first place Um, one thing i'd say looking backwards right now and where i want to go the gym the opportunities have been given to me now has been amazing is um ask loads of questions ask so many questions um, and don't appeal to people's like you know pride or ego try appeal to people's self-beliefs ask them like what they try find out what makes them tick because you'll learn from them um you know one thing i have learned i'll say working alongside brian is that he's, he's super efficient he's helped me be very very efficient um and then one thing i've learned myself because at the end of the day it's all a, it's all a learning a learning curve um you know the business could explode now in, in two years it could fail in five years you never know and that's that's the beauty of it as well because it keeps you hungry um you got to ask a lot more questions you got to stick to that thing that you believe in if your heart is telling you to go get in shape man if your heart is telling you you are fucking unhappy and this big fat belly is annoying you and that sounds terrible but that's the truth you know what to do you know you know what to do and i know you know that you know what to do I knew what to do. I said, Steve, you cannot go on like this anymore. You are so disheartened every single day. You have to follow something you love because life will get tough, but at least you got something there that keeps you going in a much more positive way. That gives you a better window to the world. That helps you realize that you are fulfilling some potential within yourself that's going to be rewarding. Maybe you get 10 years out of it. Maybe you get 20 years out of it. We don't know. 
you know, I've recently been offered a crazy opportunity. Um, should my business be even more success, even more of a success, and should it get get to a certain level, I've been offered an opportunity now. That if it gets to that level, there's a serious, serious investment to bring it over to London, to bring it to Dubai, um, attracting people who are major investors. And you know, I believe that from the word go. I believed that in the playground. Now I never knew which way it would fabricate. Um, but I believed what I have here is good because it's not really, it wasn't the T-Rexes and it wasn't the kettlebells and it wasn't the park, it was me. It was me that what people were buying into and it was me that what people were coming back to because I'm genuinely fucking passionate about helping people. I'm genuinely motivated. I'm genuinely here to say, this is how we're going to do this stuff. You know, this is, this is how you're going to have to do it. You know, I had a very, very tough life as a young man, um, a part of that has helped me, I suppose, find motivation and work work ethic. Um, so sometimes people say, "Do you ever lose motivation?" Never. Never. What? Well, what? How do I lose motivation? You know, whatever comes up in your life, it's an opportunity now to learn and grow. I didn't always think like this though, but a switch happened along the way where. You know, you just see things clearly. You see, that's not a problem. If I have a solution for that, it's not a problem. Or if a problem comes up, it forces you to adapt to learn solutions, which means you grow smarter, which means then it won't happen again. I don't lose motivation. I don't. I, I say to myself sometimes, oh, tough one today. But I keep going and it gets me out of bed. And motivation is just kind of like, just elusive kind of, you know, it's like, it's kind of like wind, isn't it? Kind of, this goes past and people are like, oh, I'm going to catch you with a motivation. No, man, no. Like, I'm telling you right now, I was at a stage in my life, <clears throat> the best part, the part that drove me to furthest was when stuff went wrong for me personally. This always happens to people. <clears throat> someone say, maybe this doesn't happen, this next thing doesn't happen soon, but maybe someone goes, right, I'm going to empty my bank account and I'm going to go into a business. That, for them there, it's, it's a personal risk. Right, i got to do this. That's, that's on par, I believe, with someone having a very, very bad, say, mental spell in their life, because both people have reached a level of rock bottom there. <coughs> for, excuse me. And for me, you know, I went through a bad breakup. <clears throat> it happens. I had to move back home, and I wasn't allowed to move back home. And that one stung. Okay, so I failed in a relationship, and I was like, right, I was just about to get things going in business, and then, wham, um, I'm now practically homeless. My mother is sick at home. Uh, I'm thinking of, oh, I'll just give this up. Like them thoughts come into your head a little bit, but you find a way. You find a way and you keep going. You ask for help by great neighbours um, who, who were there, at uh, the Bradys uh, were there to always always help me and, and you know, they gave me dinners and, you know, Grania and Derek were like a sec- or like second parents to me. Um, so I'll always be grateful for them for that because it was hard, man. It was hard to... It's hard when you have to go back home and you can't go back home. But I eventually, eventually, um, I got back in for for, for a while. But I knew I had to, I had to get out. Then after that, um, very hard um situation to deal with. But it keeps you chasing that thing you want. And I guess the whole takeaway from this is your life is going to meander. You're going to meet great people on the way, but you need pressure. You need something. You have to go all in on something. You ought to make a financial risk, or you move out of your house, or you just you stop drinking, you stop going out, you, you take your PlayStation, you smash it off the walls, or you, 
or you do whatever you have to do to put yourself in a position where you have to go forward now. Do you know what I mean? You have to go forward. Um, you just there has to be something there that's gonna say, right, man, now's the fucking time to do it because if you don't say risk let's say you, you you find investment and it means okay now now i gotta go now i go up every morning i learn let's say it's like you move house shit now i've got rent to pay so and it just so happens that people i deal with every day that if they're paying rent and they're sitting and they're they're paying their own bills they're a lot more switched on in the world because you got accountability personal accountability so guys i hope this little insight is a the story is a lot bigger i faced an awful lot of uh, more difficult things along the way but um, you will attract amazing people into your life. Um, but you, it's all you. You have to change. You, your shit is going to sting for a while. You have to learn. You have to grow. You have to experience failures. And you have to, you know, experience all these things. But you are the person that people are going to invest in. Maybe you're not going to be an entrepreneur. Maybe you're going to go for a job, in a senior job in a management company. Maybe you're going to go for just a, a, a job. Maybe it's any job. Maybe it's a job in fucking... I don't know anywhere any any company but if you want to get a good job and which is which is good because it means your life will be a little bit easier then if you get a good job that'd be nice um it's you people are going to invest in so if, if you're you know going for a job in in um I don't know Virgin Media and you're selling broadband and I got you're in I mean I'm a boss so if I'm interviewing three people the person there who's the hungriest the most switched on they're gonna stand out the qualifications absolutely come into it, but their their experience, their experience and hunger, is really going to make a lasting impact on how much they are switched on in life. You know, so that's just advice I'd give you there. It's a little insight into kind of me. Um, um, it's it's kind of nice to share this stuff from time to time. It lets me kind of look back and reflect and say, "Geez, I've grown an awful lot." Um, but people are not going to like you. That's okay. Okay, you're not. I don't care who likes me. Who doesn't like me? Um, people are going to question you. People are going to feel threatened by your actions because it makes them realise how, how much they're not getting done. Um, but a lot of people, and it's happened to me a lot of times, and it was really an amazing time. Um, the first kind of five years, Jesus Christ, it was so an amazing time because um, I was getting approached by people I never knew before in nightclubs. I was getting like, well done. I see all the stuff you're doing. I keep going. And then a little... Gee, I mean, you, you might get a fitness professional who doesn't really like what you're doing. You, and the world gets back to you. He's talking crap about you. Leave him to it. That's fine. But, you know, when people you don't know are coming up to you and saying, look, well done. Keep going. And, you know, what? I've been actually following you for a long time. And the stuff you're putting out has helped me. I've actually lost two stone because of you. That's amazing because, you know, you've impacted some, per- some person's life. And <clears throat> you look at that person and you say, Jesus, man. Um, thanks. That's actually after giving me a boost. And this morning on Instagram, this morning on Instagram, some this guy shoots me a message and he says, "Listen, Steve, um, you keep going." He goes, "Thanks a million for everything you do on here. It keeps me going." I just want to say, keep going, keep on rocking. And uh, those little messages, those little things, let you know you're doing stuff right. You know, already help, and they're they're a very powerful injection of positivity. Or that's that motivation you need. There's that motivation, but you only get that. When you give out more, I guess the last thing is, in order to get more out of your life, you're always going to have to give way more than you think in order to get some back. You always have to give way more and risk more and do more than you'll ever get back. And that's just, guys, the way it is because why would you give some somebody something for free? You wouldn't. They'd end up doing something for you or helping you in some way and you realize, wow, thank you so much. Then you'd return the favor. That's just how life works. So, um, if you have any questions, 
at all um, about that. I'm going to fitness related. These podcasts are a lot handier for me to do. Um, the Facebook lives can be a little bit annoying sometimes. Um, they're just uh, they're good, I suppose. But again, you know, um, the, the the podcast here, I can I can be anywhere. You don't know, have to be in front of a computer. I can be absolutely anywhere. Uh, I don't have to be on video or hold the phone up. I can just have the phone down. Right now, I'm parked in the car. So, um, look, that is it. Keep her lit. Keep the dream alive. Keep getting up every day. Do what you have to do. Listen to motivational music. Listen to motivational speakers. Get around good people. Keep the dream dream alive of being a good, um, strong-minded person. Chasing things you're good at. Take risks. Get around good people. And, um, guys, take care. God bless.